Yeah, I got a D-Stacks beat. Listen to the beat, y'all. Come on, D-Stacks. Bring it in. This is Latavia here, and I have one of my great listeners and friends, Victoria, here with me today. How are you, Victoria? I'm great. It's great to be here. Oh, thank you so much. So I brought you on today because you wanted to talk about anxiety and depression. And I think that's so great. And I think people should get a nice insight to what that's all about. So thank you again. And let's get into it. Let's roll. So before we get into what it's like living with anxiety and depression for you, Victoria, I would just like my listeners to know what anxiety and depression is. So anxiety and depression, according to WebMD, are types of mood disorders. Among other things, depression causes feelings of sadness, hopelessness, and reduced energy. Anxiety creates feelings of nervousness, worry, or dread. Although the two conditions are different, you can have both at the same time. Agitation and restlessness can be symptoms of both anxiety and depression. 
So, Victoria, can you tell me what it's like living with anxiety and depression? Well, mixed with CP is kind of like not the greatest thing, but I try to do my best and live with it. The first time I noticed it, I was about 15 at the time. Wow, that is really young. Can you tell us what it is like for you to have anxiety and depression? Because it is important to note that the signs and symptoms can vary from person to person. So can you tell us how it feels for you and what it is like for you? feels like sometimes when I'm like really down in it and you know really in my feelings it's like really rough and I don't want to like connect with anyone and sometimes I get like you know a feeling in my chest where it's like hard to breathe and stuff and you know so it's really rough at times but I do see someone regularly and I'm trying to like figure out ways in the new year to be both mentally and physically strong so. That's a definite great, great goal. And I applaud you for seeking help. And like you said, having CP makes it way more difficult because cerebral palsy can cause us to have those feelings too, right? Yeah. It can be a secondary condition as well. So I understand. But I don't want people to equate having depression and anxiety to having a regular down day because of a disability or just having a regular down day in general because people do have down days right yeah definitely so can you please describe to people how having anxiety and depression is different from having a regular down day it's like you don't want to associate with the world you don't want to do like your regular routine you just don't want to do anything and sometimes you don't even want to just do the normal stuff that you enjoy Right. So it's more of like, you just don't want to be a part of life. You kind of just isolate yourself from everyone. Exactly. So Victoria, you talked about feeling a heaviness in your chest. So does your anxiety attacks mostly happen in social situations or when does it occur or what does it originate from? What has caused them? So it's not really social anxiety, I would say. That anxiety I'm pretty much gotten rid of over the years. So it's kind of mixed with like a PTSD situation I had. Wow, wow. And again, I applaud you for seeking help because I can only imagine that living with depression and anxiety is not easy. But you are out here killing it, doing your thing. So for that, I commend you and I think you're doing an awesome job. And on that note, folks, it's fun fact time. And today's fun fact is about PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder. According to psychiatric.org, PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder is a psychiatric disorder that may occur in people who have experienced or witnessed a traumatic event, series of events, or set of circumstances. People with PTSD have intense, disturbing thoughts and feelings related to their experience that last long after the traumatic event has ended. They may relive the event through flashbacks or nightmares. They may feel sadness, fear, or anger, and they may feel detached or estranged from other people. It has been said that PTSD is only related to combat veterans, but in actuality, PTSD affects people of any ethnicity, nationality, or culture, and at any age. It actually affects approximately 3.5% of adults in the United States every year. 
did anxiety and depression impact you in high school? Like during high school and stuff, it was like really hard because I would get like anxious over like an assignment or something and like the pressure to like try to be a good student and all that. But like since being at school, it's like easier to manage, but still like you have your days and like I mainly wanted to do this because of seeing what happened to Twitch and how that whole situation came about. And I really want people to just remember, just seek help. Don't let it get you to like your bottom point right you're definitely right tell someone so that they can go and seek you somehow because i know a few of my friends struggle with this as well and when you're deep down in that depression you don't even want to sometimes seek help so i encourage friends of people who may have anxiety and depression to check on them if that phone is on do not disturb go knock at that house if you can and be like hey you're good that's super, super important. Exactly. It's great to always be there and check in. Even on the friends that appear so strong and appear like they don't need any help or need someone to talk to, check in with them. Like, you never know. Sometimes people who are strong people carry a lot and they carry a lot internally and they don't speak about it, right? No, they don't. But they're struggling. So just do those regular check-ins on those friends you care about and all your loved ones. Just check in on them. What was it like going through college with the anxiety and depression? It was really bad because it really affected me in a way that, like, I didn't complete it as well as I should. And because I have to use, like, you know, the paratransit out here to even get there. That adds to your anxiety too. Like you're not sure like it, there's an accident on the road or something or something going on. Right. So like certain situations can heighten the anxiety. And for you, your anxiety heightened when you felt like you wanted to perform your best but couldn't because you had all of these roadblocks in the way. Yeah. So I can definitely understand that. How has your family helped you cope with your depression and anxiety? They're really supportive about it and they were the ones that told me to like seek help and still seek help to this day. So, you know, just try to, you know, learn techniques to be a better person and stuff like that. So, yeah. So it's great when you have a strong support system around you. Definitely. So what are some things that you do to cope? Mainly what I learned over the years is just stay just mentally in it and just stay busy. Like I learned if I feel like coming on just to like breathe and stuff. And then like if I wake up and I feel that way, Alexa is my best friend. So like I turn it on and like I listen to a book or something or music or just really anything or just talking to friends is really helpful too. Those are all great coping mechanisms. And please, I just wanted to put this out there. There is nothing wrong with taking medication for your mental health. That is totally fine as well to help treat it and help cope with it. So please, if you do need that, please continue to seek help and go get the prescribed medication. There is nothing wrong with taking medication as well. Personally, I never took medication, but I heard great things from it. And I'm kind of like an advocate for it. So, like, if that person needs it, like, no doubt, just take it. Do what you need to do. Yeah, whatever it takes to be the best you, just do it. We want you to be the best you that you can possibly be. So, Victoria, what is one thing that you wish was not associated with anxiety or depression or mental health disorders in general? 
I really wish that there wasn't such a stigma around mental health that there is. Yeah, there's such a huge stigma and it really shouldn't be, right? People think that if I seek mental health help, then I'm a weak person. And you're not a weak person. You're not. It actually makes you a strong person because you recognize that you need help and you're going to seek the help so that you could be the best person that you could be. We have to learn to take care of ourselves holistically. And by holistically, I mean mind, body, and spirit. If our mind is not functioning properly, then the rest of us won't function properly. So please, I implore anybody who's struggling with mental health to seek help. There is nothing to be ashamed of. Please take care of all of you, not just the physical parts, but all of you. And like I said, I know having cerebral palsy and then having anxiety and depression, it is definitely not easy, right? No, it's not. I'm pretty sure it can be overwhelming at times, but you made it through. Yeah. And that's what this show is all about, right? Even though we have challenges, we made it through. So talk about how you made it through. Did you get that college degree? Yeah, I did a little bit, yeah. What was that like? You know, finally walking across that stage and finally getting that degree. That was just really amazing. And just that I did it and, you know, that I finally achieved that goal. That's awesome. So what are you doing now? What are you currently doing? I've been doing it since I was little, but I'm keep doing it. Shout out to my anchor family and stuff. It's a recreational program that we have out here that they do different programs throughout the year. And then we do a six week summer program. So it's really like just to be social and out with people that are like similar to us and all that. So I do that. And then starting physical and occupational therapy and all that. You're going to have to give me the number for the physical therapist and the occupational therapist. I still can't find one. I definitely. And I think all of that is wonderful. So what are your future endeavors and future plans? Because of my anxiety and depression, like I used to do a lot of writing and I don't anymore. And I want to just get back to that and just be just the best person I could be as a 30 year old woman. And like, I hopefully want to like get my own apartment and like get a more fulfilling job and just to like continue being me, but like in my own space, you know? So you're trying to find your own lane, huh? Yeah. I would say I think you found it advocating for mental health. Look at that. before we close the show out with the quote of the episode, I have a few things I would like to share with all of you. This is the last few days of Cerebral Palsy Awareness Month. So in honor of that, please continue to wear green to show your support to someone you may know that has CP. And if you tag the show Queens on a Roll on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok, I will post them. Secondly, it is the last few days of Women History Month. So to honor that, I'm going to highlight a phenomenal woman in this episode and read an excerpt from one of my favorite poems, Phenomenal Woman by Maya Angelou. So first up is Ruby Bridges. 
According to National Woman History Museum, Ruby Nell Bridges was born on September 8, 1954 in Tylertown, Mississippi. But at the age of four, her family moved to New Orleans, Louisiana. And it was there in 1960, when she was just six years old, that her parents responded to a request from the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, or the NAACP, and volunteered her to participate in the integration of the New Orleans school system. She was the first African American child to desegregate the all-white William France Elementary School in Louisiana during the New Orleans school desegregation crisis on November 14, 1960. There was a children's book published about her experience in September of 2010 called The Story of Ruby Bridges by Robert Coles and illustrated by George Ford. And fun fact, I actually have that book, and it is autographed by Ms. Ruby Bridges herself. Currently now in her adult life, Ms. Bridges is a civil rights activist and a published author, as she has written books such as Through My Eyes and I Am Ruby Bridges. She is truly a phenomenal woman. And now, without further ado, I will read an excerpt from Phenomenal Woman by Maya Angelou. Pretty woman, wonder where my secret lies. I'm not cute or built to suit a fashion model size. But when I start to tell them, they think I'm telling lies. I say, it's in the reach of my arms, the span of my hips, the stride of my step, the curl of my lips. I'm a woman, phenomenally. Phenomenal woman, that's me. And now it is time for the quote of the episode. What is one quote that you live by? I live by a quote by the great Eleanor Roosevelt. It's do what you feel in your heart to be right for you'll be criticized anyway. So basically just do what feels right in your heart and forget the ones that criticize you for it. And I think that is so great to live by, right? That just means do what you love and don't worry about the rest. So I definitely love that quote. And thank you for sharing that with everyone. Victoria, thank you so much for coming on. I definitely appreciate it. And this was a great way to raise awareness about CP, depression and anxiety, and just mental health overall. So I thank you so much for sharing and having the courage to share. Thank you for having me on. You are so welcome. Thank you again for coming on. And again, if you know someone who is struggling with mental health or you yourself is struggling with mental health, please reach out and seek the help that you need. Please do not be ashamed. It is okay. You can also go to 988 on the phone and that will directly connect you to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Or you could call 1-800-273-TALK. Again, the number is 1-800-273-TALK or 1-800-273-8255. And I encourage you guys again to use it if need be. Reach out to family, friends, loved ones. And please, family, friends, and loved ones, be there. If that person says they are struggling, seek help for them. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I love you guys so, so much. I have a Patreon account if you would like to donate. There's four tiers up there for you to choose from. Just go to patreon.com, type in Queens on the Roll, and you'll see me right there. If you have any questions for me or Victoria or any of my guests you have heard, 
on this podcast so far, you can email me at queensontheroad.podcast.gmail.com. Again, my email is queensontheroad.podcast.gmail.com. And again, thank you so much, Victoria. And we are rolling out. Bye, guys. See you next week.